This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. For the Built Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Tuesday morning, middle of the night, you get some more Carlos Correa news, which is just ridiculous at this point. Ridiculous! Enough! This is a pooper get off the pot moment for Scott Boris and Carlos Correa. And if I'm Steve Cohen, I'm Billy Epler, if I'm anybody associated with the Mets, I say, you really want to go to Minnesota? You really want to play the rest of your career as a Minnesota twin? Or do you want to be here where I'm going to give you a shot to win a World Series every single year? And you can play next to your buddy and you're going to have all the endorsements. And I am going to make this team the preeminent team in Major League Baseball. Or do you want to go over there to Target Field in Minnesota where it's going to be 45 degrees on Labor Day? What do you want to do? Make a decision. We're done. Take this deal or go screw. A lot of Jets news yesterday coming out of clean your locker out day as well and of course plenty of Giants in the playoffs talk today. A terrible national championship game that I don't even know if it's worth mentioning outside of Jerry's updates. Good morning Boomer. How are you? Oh good morning. Yeah of course it's uh, you got updated. Stetson Bennett was unbelievable. It's two years in a row that this 5 foot 11 quarterback is what the best team in college football to back to back college football championships. I mean he was unbelievable yeah, but you night. wanted a good game and, and you, you wanted a close game you wanted a good game you wanted tcu to compete because that would have been a lot of fun and you got the exact opposite of that from the jump and and that was you know that was a go to bed at 31 to 7 type yeah, of you know, game no, it was 38 to 7 at half it even got worse but well, what i did is uh you know i was watching the nick game simultaneously yeah. and that worked out great uh well <laughs> Here's the thing. There was a point in the Nick game, and I tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. I don't know. Nick fans who watch it, 
maybe a little bit closer than I do. Yeah. Probably would feel the same way this morning. You know, you always wonder where in the game does the momentum really, like, change? And all of a sudden, like, the next, last night, this momentum changed. And they're playing a very good Bucks team. Of course, we all know that. And, you know, they have to scrap and fight for everything. They got to play defense. They got to hit their shots. All, all the things that we always talk about when it comes to basketball. But there was a moment in this game at the end of the third quarter. I want to say it's like about a minute 40 or so to go in the third quarter. The Knicks have the ball on offense. And this Isaiah Hartenstein kid has the ball. He's seven foot tall. Mm -hmm. He is right at the rim. Yeah. He misses a layup. Yeah. Misses a tip. Mm -hmm. And then misses another layup all within about three seconds. I mean, you're seven foot. Boom. For, for God's sake, yeah. take the ball and jam it through the hole. Right. Because for whatever reason, he is the, I don't even, I, I, have, I can't sit here and tell you that I've watched every single one of their games because I haven't. But the games that I have watched, there are times where he looks great. And then there are times where he's right next to the basket and he cannot, for the life of himself, put the ball in the hoop. And I, <laughs> well, that's why six, he's Isaiah Hartenstein and he's not Giannis. You know what I'm saying? But it's like six inches away from the hoop. Yeah. And he can't do it. So right after this little flurry mm-hmm. at the basket, maybe this is why he's played on like three different teams in the last three years. The uh, the Bucks go down. And like the last, I, I feel like the last couple of minutes of the third quarter, it's like they all of a sudden started ramping it up to get ready for the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, I've got, I've got a theory on that. Okay. The, th- the theory is the Knicks now are that team, which is a credit to the Knicks, where like the good teams are like, oh man, we got to play. Like it used to be like last year when they were bad and year before they were like, they were pretty good and that was a strange year to begin with. But you know, last year that team that the good teams didn't even need to show up for to beat. So like the Bucks were like, all right, we don't really need to show up tonight to beat the Knicks. But then all of a sudden the Knicks are playing well and they get out to a big lead and then the Bucks were like, oh, we got to play now. This sucks. We got to figure this out. Let's turn it on and we'll roll right past them in the fourth quarter because we're that much better than they are. And that's exactly what happened. But uh, still, the, the Knicks are overachieving in, in my eyes right now from what I expected. And uh, hopefully they just continue to hang around and have a shot to give us a little bit of entertainment in the postseason. I would agree. I would definitely agree about that. But I was just thinking and specifically last night's game, that moment at the end of the third period, third quarter, I was just like, I mean, come on! You gotta dunk the ball. You gotta do something. You got, you're seven foot tall. Yeah, right. I I mean, trying to tip it and this and that and everything else. Just grab it, and slam it down, and then you know, pound your chest and and yell. Do something. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure he's a nice kid, and I'm sure he's a he's been a good player for them. He's got a know. family. I, yeah, he's got a family. I, and I just I I don't know. I just felt like that was the moment. And I'm like, come on, that's that's. And I don't know, maybe that's just the Knicks growing pains. Who knows? They're not going anywhere. I mean, they they should make the playoffs. They should. And um, like I said, they're a scrappy team, and I can appreciate that. And Obi Toppin didn't play much last night. He's back now, so hopefully he'll get back into the flow of things. And they'll be a better team overall. That's all you can really ask for. Hey, so by the way, yeah, I did figure out finally yesterday exactly what you, my friend, are doing. What do you mean? You know how I often talk about not touching the money around here? 
Yeah. And you you got to be respectful of the game. You got to you got to be respectful of the gods of the game. The whole thing. Just just show your respect to your to the team that you're playing. And you know, mm-hmm. don't ever jump out in front of the game. Don't ever guarantee anything. You know, there's only so many Mark Messiers and Joe Namath walking around out there, and there are very few of those guys. Yeah. And you know, and I hate when fans are all over you. You know, my team's winning this. Touching the money. That's what that's called. Well, would you? But hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. Okay. I figured out that you're doing the reverse of that. None of yesterday. That. Yesterday, no, wrong. you were doing the reverse wrong. of that. Wrong. And you, you were trying. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. No, you're saying your team's losing. So that's wrong. the reverse it's of my team's It's not the winning. reverse. I'm telling It's what I believe. I don't know how many times. There was a bunch of Giant fans yesterday that were texting me, friends of mine. Of course, I got a million Giant fan friends just like you do. And they're all saying, stop doing the reverse psychology. You're doing the reverse psychology. This is what you're trying to do. That's not what I'm trying to That's, do. I think that is what you're trying I'm to do. I'm telling you, trust me, and you know me. You're, this is the sixth year that we're starting to do this show. You sat next to me through Kirk Cousins, through Case Keenum, through everything else, through Mike Zimmer, to this new, through all the losses. I've gone through everything. And all the wins. I mean, right, there's, been, a lot of wins. there's been wins, and I've explained had, to you everything. You've had some of the most remarkable wins. In the last ten years of the NFL, I could I could sit here and make an argument that the Minnesota Vikings have had three of the most improbable, incredible, yeah, comeback wins that we have ever seen in the history of the NFL. Right, which is which is nice, but when you're a team who, in recent memory, has not got to the Super Bowl and then has, in the long history of the organization, never won one. Uh, when you see those things and it doesn't result in a championship, it gets a little tired after a while because you want, you've seen everything else. I've seen everything else. Now I need to see them actually get to a Super Bowl and win it. But no, I'm not doing reverse psychology. I told you that the world of the Minnesota Vikings revolves around me. And this is the only way the story can end. And that's what I believe, that it is my destiny. I'm not trying to do reverse psychology. If I believed that they were going to win, I'd sit here and tell you, I think they're going to win. I told you three weeks ago, before this was even a matchup, that the Vikings and the Giants were going to meet in the playoffs, or the Giants were going to beat the Vikings, and I would have to go on a sabbatical because I wouldn't be able to deal with it. Okay, so That was now, three weeks ago. I know that. I know you've been all over this. I'm not saying that you haven't been, but I, we all, I think we all can feel exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it, and, you know, the if you come in here next Monday and the Vikings have won the game, like, what will you say? Will you minimize the fact that they won or Daniel be, Jones be, to an interception or this what happened no. here and that's what happened there? And, you know, we, but, well, it depends what happened to the game, but I'd be very surprised. And I'd, I'd say what a, what a disappointing morning for Giants fans having blown this opportunity. I mean, that's to me what what I think the take is going to be, because, you know, they they should win this game. They should the Giants. And I believe that they will. So it's just, it's not reverse psychology. I'm not trying to do the reverse double whammy. I'm not trying to do any of that stuff. I don't have that type of power. When it comes to this team, I know how it's going to go. It always goes the way that you don't want it to go for them in the biggest moments. And for for me, now we're in the playoffs and it's the Giants and sat right here in this chair and talked about in the beginning of the year, before, just here's another example. I remember Al started a warm-up show week one after the Giants beat the Titans, and he goes, Geo's Giants rant, 
ill-timed because <laughs> I trashed the hell out of them on that Friday going into that game, telling them they're going to be awful, they're going to get killed. Derrick Henry, even off an injury, is going to run for 300 yards against them, and this team will be lucky to get the four wins. And what happened? They beat the Titans. So this is just another example of that. The ultimate example of that, where there is going to be egg on my face. The ultimate example of egg on my face happens this weekend because Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, who I said get rid of all offseason, don't bring them back. Dave Gettleman stink. Get them out of the building. Have come back and each of them have most likely earned a contract extension from the Giants. And those guys will go into that building and beat my team because that's the way it will work. To ruin my life. That's what will happen. It is written in stone. You're going to Philadelphia. I'm telling you right now. Just watch. Just watch. Watch, it'll happen. Just like Gary Anderson never missed a field goal. In the history of the NFL, there was never a guy who went through to that point, went through a regular season, who didn't miss a field goal. And then to hit a 38-yard field goal to send the team to the Super Bowl for the first time since the frickin' 70s, he misses it! At home! They were 15-1! and one. He missed the field goal! I mean, I don't. It always happens. Brett Favre had the best regular season touchdowns to interceptions he'd ever had in his life with the Minnesota Vikings in the 2009 season. And what does he do in the most critical moment of the game in the NFC Championship game against the Saints? Throws the worst interception you could possibly imagine. Well, that was Bounty Gate game. Okay, he still threw the pick. I know, but that was Bounty Gate game. They were going after him. They were trying to hurt him. Oh, my God. That's why Sean Payton, the guy that's going to be getting $20 million a year, got basically suspended and lost $7 million that year. 2000, one of the great Giant fan memories. 2000 NFC Championship game. The Vikings were 11-2 and going into the last three games of the season. They lost the last three games of the season to finish 11-5. and Thus allowing the Giants to leapfrog them to get to the one seed and then host the NFC Championship game where they beat them 41 to nothing. So is this reverse psychology or is this me telling you the way it's going to go? This will happen and it will happen in the most dramatic, horrible, gut-wrenching way that you could possibly draw up. You can't even imagine how bad of a loss this is going to be for the Vikings. Right now, as we sit here, you can't even, you could get the person who wrote Coco, the the Disney movie in here, and he couldn't be creative enough to come up with how the Vikings are going to lose this game. And they will make me believe that they have won it. They will do that. And then they will rip it away. And I will be in here on Monday morning going, told you so. All right, so I say reverse psychology. That's what we're getting. Oh my god, that's what I see. That's what I'm feeling. I know what you're doing. You're just going all in. You're going all in. I'm telling you, if I was doing that, I would. I I wish I was doing that. I I wish I was doing that. I wish I had the belief to do that. I don't have the belief. You're an incredible. I don't. You're you're an incredible performer. You're doing a good job. No, no, no. I appreciate. It it has nothing to do with it. Nothing. Here's if I were performing. 
The performance would be me believing in the Vikings. Right, so let me ask you a question. That would be the performance. Let's say the Vikings do win. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you going to come in here and be happy on Monday morning, or are you just going to be like, oh, there we go. Now the next game, we're going to no, lose the next game. I'll tell you. I'll tell I mean, you. like, jeez. No, man. I'll tell you. I've you never asked seen me the, like you asked me the question. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. If they some, which they won't, if they somehow win the game, I will be relieved because now this won't be another reference point for Giants fans to crap all over me for the rest of my life. So I'll be relieved of that, but it won't happen. But but that's what this will be is remember that year that you trashed the Giants and they went and beat your Vikings when they won 13 games. Remember that that from now until the day I die, that will be a thing that I hear because I live here. So I will be relieved. But then I will also say, well, of course, right. you got to go into San Francisco uh, and lose. I, I don't know how you process all this stuff, but I go back to 2007, and my partner then, Spank, you know, I had to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge in a Speedo because he, you know, basically kind of trashed the Giants going into that playoffs run. And, and I said that they were going to win in Dallas, I believe it was. They won in Dallas, so he then lost the bet and had to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge in the Speedo and then had ended up with the, the hemorrhoids and the hemorrhoidectomy right. uh, hemorrhoid and everything right. else, which was very difficult on him. And it was very difficult on people who would travel with him. And he was just, he just couldn't poop, you know. I mean, just, it was really hurt a lot. So my, my point is, is that he got over it. You know, he ripped the giant fan and everything, ripped the Giants, ripped Eli Manning, ripped Tom Coughlin, was ripping everybody. And the Giants, lo and behold, went on to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. for God's sake. Yeah. So, I mean, he was able to get over it. I think you will be able to get over it if, in fact, the Giants do win. No. You don't understand. I mean, I'll, I'll be able to get over it. I'll be able to move on from my life. But it becomes it becomes a thing. It becomes a reference point. It becomes a thing. So, like, and especially when it just happens. I mean, then I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of the week. And I'm just going to try. I would try to turn the page as quickly as possible and go right to the Eagle game. But, I mean, it's just, no, it's just, this is... This is the way it's going to go. I'm already resigned to the fact that that Sunday. And you, you, all right, so you think that here? This is I will show you text messages. You think I'm performing because I've got the microphone in front of me? I will show you text messages from last night from me to the head flunky who's the guy who made me a Minnesota Vikings fan. All right, last night I said it's going to be hell Sunday, pure torture. Good night. That's the last thing I wrote to him. All right? Because okay. okay. I sent him the segment of me and you talking about this. And he goes, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. I said, nope, I'm not wrong. It's going to be pure hell. So am I performing in my private text messages or do I believe it? I believe it. I believe it to be. And it will happen. It will. You'll see. I can't wait to come in here and you sitting in that makeup chair and I go talk to you. Good morning. Boom. Hey, gee, what's happening? And then you turn to me and you say, man, you were right. I should have never doubted you. You were right on top of this. That is what I can't wait for. All right, uh, it's just the weirdest take by a fan. You know, it's just a weird take. Oh, wait a second. Weird take. We had two Vikings fans who were 60 years old who called up yesterday and said, you are 100% right about what's going to happen because I've lived it too. And not only have I lived it too, I've lived it longer than you have. So who has it worse, you or the Jet fan? The Jet fan. All right, okay. I just want to make sure we yeah. know, like, you know, in terms of... Well, uh, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Like, hold on. The, the, jet fan, the, jet, the Jet fan who is my age has it worse. The Jet fan who is Joe Beningo's age does not. 
because Joe Beningo saw a Super Bowl at 15 years old. And that's one thing that he never brings up, ever. It's woe is me. I can't believe it. And then he'll go, I got to get another one. <laughs> no, you don't. You sold your soul for Super Bowl three. That was it. You ain't getting another one. That was the football gods coming down and saying, here's your one. Here's the miracle. That's it. And you're not getting another one. <laughs> and he saw it in his prime at 15 years old. I was 16 when the Vikings lost that NFC championship game to the Falcons in 98. If they would have won the Super Bowl that year, I wouldn't be like this. Yeah, you're I scarred. wouldn't sit here and tell you <laughs> that they're going to lose every goddamn game that they play. <laughs> but they did it to me. There's a guy who calls Sal up on the overnight. It's this obnoxious Giants fan who says they're going to go win the Super Bowl. And I don't blame him for thinking that. Why? Because they've won four of them and two of them were the most unimprobable victories in the history of the NFL. So tell me again, is it me or is it them? It's them. They did it to me. Just like the Giants have made the Giant fan hopeful, the Vikings have made the Vikings fan pessimistic. That's what it is. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 